Welcome to BS Reactor, where we usually get our friends to talk to us about stuff we couldn't get other people in our lives to chat with us about. However, this is a very special couples episode. Pat and I got our significant others into the studio this week to talk about a classic favorite TV series called A Different World. As always, we're going to be using casual adult language and spoilers to get our points across. So if you're not into that kind of thing, tap stop before the music ends. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of BSR. I'm Pat. I'm Isaac. I'm Ann. I'm Amber. And this is a very special episode because it's an all couples episode. Yeah. Woof, 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 Amber, woof. first time in the studio. Yes. <laughs> it's very special because my wife Amber is here, who I thought hell would have froze over first before she got her to do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and like I always tell people, Amber, what's the one thing people always comment about when they know that you're my wife? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And for y'all who uh, listen to us regularly, how do I act? Do I act pretty much like I do in yes, real life? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I really oh, yeah. act like this in real life. It's yes. true, yeah. And <laughs> someone was crazy enough to marry me. And that's this woman right here. Mm-hmm. So say hi to everyone. I already said hi. I know I'm just saying, let everyone know that you're real. <laughs> I exist. Like <laughs> your <laughs> wife in Canada or whatever. Yes. She's not in Canada. <laughs> and of course, Anne is my wife. Hello, Welcome everybody. back. You've been on three five, four or five four, episodes. Five wow. episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was here with the best episodes where I explained the pee posse. Yes. <laughs> That was a great episode. That was the Ninja Turtles episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my other one where I did the one about the remake of Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. That was like episode three or something. That was early on. No, that was the one for yesterday. Was it? That was remake. We're talking about the recon. Or yesterday where I talked about how I redo Harry Potter, but make Dumbledore the ultimate bad guy in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're already still happening. It's already been greenlit for them to start that new Harry Potter series. I know. I'm real nervous. (laughs) Which is why when the people are okay. I, I let it go at this point. I'm like, they did so many Spider-Man movies in under like 10 years. So <laughs> Spider-Man's going to be Harry Potter. What? It's like, it's at this point, it's, it's like the origins of Superman origin of Batman. Like, okay, we got it. Yeah. Got it well, at Spider. least with the Spider-Man, they did it because they're trying not to lose Spider-Man to Disney. <laughs> There's no reason for them to redo this Harry Potter. <laughs> well, the original cast won't do it because, you know, Joanne's been stupid. So. <laughs> Well, they're also like, I'm not 10 anymore. Yeah, like, there's that. <laughs> so, if, I mean, if you're going to do it, like you said, just don't literally remake the movies. Just do an add-on or a continuation of the story. No, they're I doing it. It's supposed to be that. a TV show. Yeah. yeah, it's a TV show, but it's based off one season's book, which I'm like, okay. They can do more detail in it, but at this but, point, it's kind of uh, like... Uh, if yeah. you already saw it, and if you read the books, a lot of nothing happens for a lot of it. <laughs> I don't know if they can do better soundtrack-wise either. Right? Yeah, are I they going to use John Williams? Are they just going to read Right, like who's gonna right? compose all Who that? Who has to step to the plate on that one? Like even the composers for the later films were like terrified, right? Because yeah. they're like, it's, it's John iconic, Williams, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. unless they get like Skrillex or something to do the soundtrack, I don't know. They're really gonna <laughs> they get Daft Punk. They'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, they retired. Oh, they retired. Mm-hmm. You know, then they done so much music. <laughs> I mean, they've made their stuff. They're good. So yeah. they're like they're like What's Daniel Day Lewis. Every time they release an album, they get nominated when a bunch of stuff. Hey, the time mind go back to retirement. Yeah, yeah, just go back off to France, drinking croissant water and 
It's not a thing. And eating it can be cheese. a thing. I can make croissant water right now. I know. Talk those about laughing big biscuits, putting some <laughs> seltzer water. I think it's ready to go. I just want some French coffee and talk about <laughs> croissant water. Fromage water. Oh my! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Natural fromage. <laughs> then they get some ratatouille in it. You know how yeah. gassy you would be. Oh, so gassy! But anyway, I'm here for a special right, yes, reason. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. we're here for one of the few things my wife will get on uh, on <laughs> audio to even talk about. The this other is true. one, so we <laughs> the other one would have been Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. So we proposed this was in January, and our schedules have just not yeah. lined up. So yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what do we what do we bring into the table today? Uh, we're bringing in one of the best shows, iconic. Yeah, I, iconic, yeah, yeah, iconic shows of the '90s slash late '80s mm-hmm. about being in college. No, not just in college and HBCU. Oh, at yeah, HBCU yeah. and at the fictional college of Hillman College, a different world mm-hmm. that was created by a, a certain uh, doctor that like to do stuff. But that, that, that's, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. A different world. Anybody want to explain it? I, there's nothing to explain. Like at this point, I'm like, if you don't know what a different world is, I want to tell people Google it. <laughs> but Damn. no, but you follow basically the spinoff from the Cosby show. Initially, we were going to be following Denise. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. The you know, least on interesting her. character of the. <laughs> anyway. Family following her, her, her exploits, you know, as she transitioned out of the home and into college. But we all know kind of what happened after season one. Season one (laughs) is distinctly a different animal than any of the remaining seasons. They changed the showrunner, the cast, um, a lot of the, even the theme song. Oh, that theme song was horrible. I would say say it's not not horrible. horrible. It's just compared to the last four. It's it's different. Like you can tell the sound difference, the sound quality, like what money they had to put into it was very different. They weren't sure initially with starting the show, the direction of it was really going to be. Because if Mm -hmm. you listen to the theme music for season one, it is much more country and and such. It does have a kind of a country feel. It's to give you an idea that a different world is in a very different setting than the Mm -hmm. Cosby show. Mm -hmm. Like it's a completely different thing. It's much more Southern and it's a different feel than what Denise would have been traditionally used to. From being in New York. Right. So that's part of it is to kind of transport you like, okay, if you watch the Cosby show it is a very up-tempo very modern very urban setting to different world where yeah it's modern stuff like that but it's a different pace altogether mm-hmm. than what you're going to be you're expecting for the cosby show like if you think about it and this is part of the reason why a cosby show and a different role are iconic if you think about the show blackish and then it's show grownish mm-hmm. where you are yara shahidi and her way of doing that two different feels because you're coming at it from two different approaches in the characters you follow. So we're not going to talk about those shows, but I'm just saying yeah, that's yeah. what it, it led I to. Am, I have not prepped for those. So. No, yeah. no. That, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. Of yeah, like, that, those are relatively contemporary, right? Yes. Yeah. But that's basically the model that they came off of is mm-hmm. from different world is from the Cosby show. Where, so where that's is Hillman located? Virginia. Is Virginia? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It was a takeoff of Morehouse and Spellman and Howard. Howard. Yeah. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's more like Howard because it's like Hillman is like a prestigious school. that It is, but in the sense of kind of the nature of the school. Yeah. Uh I got the Spellman and Morehouse expectations of their students, if that makes sense. All the outdoor shots, they did like the flyovers were at Spellman. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
So that that is true. Mm-hmm. Spellman said, no, you can't film outside the classroom, but he yeah. gets our grounds. Because, yeah, the first season, it, w- it had more of like a Cosby show vibe. It was, you know, mm-hmm. Denise was there. We had Maggie. Oh, um, Marissa Tomei's character. Yeah, I love her yes. character. Yeah, oh, she, she, was was like, she was really cute, but like really dumb. And yes. <laughs> I, like, I like Marissa Tomei as an actress and uh-huh. thus I liked her character. Yeah. But I shouldn't add a whole lot. Yeah. Her, her character basically became Freddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I would say Marissa Tomei's character was a way for them to introduce white people into this show as, as someone who maybe have their view of like how things uh-huh. look, come into play. Because initially when they pitched the show it was going to be centered around a white character. But then thank God they didn't do that. So. Yeah. If they centered around know what I it would never have taken no, off I mean it, it would have been great to have her there for the whole series so it could have been like hey this is how a white person's view mm-hmm. of being at a all black school would be like mm-hmm. like it didn't need to be the actual main character like mm-hmm. the main character still should have been Dwayne and Whitley and Ron and like all them mm-hmm. but she could have been like one of the ancillary characters that yeah. still because she there also might have been some chance for character development yes of yeah. Like yeah immersing yourself in a world that's very different from yeah. like the, the white world you grew up in right was an episode which is one of the episodes I want to talk about where Kim dates a white guy uh-huh. that yeah. could have been <laughs> Mr. Tomei episode where she starts dating one of the black guys because that mm-hmm. for being the only white woman for the most part at that university of course who's she going to date so that mm-hmm. would have been something they could have gone about that would have been true but now socially speaking yeah could you have done that at any point in time during a different world before season five well here's the thing though and then not have the blowback that you know it would have i mean it would have had it but that's kind of what the point of a different world did because they spoke about things that other shows wouldn't have because they're one of the first shows that actually bring up condoms yeah and, yeah and yeah. and and it was weird pregnancy. having bill cosby do the intro for that it was like today's gonna be a very set yeah <laughs> adult level <laughs> sudden it was like for real motherfucker right <laughs> right <laughs> but i'm saying like that's one thing but the aspect of is you would have had white people like mm-hmm. interracial dating that's not a thing and, oh yeah, yeah. and then but the also you would have had then yeah. also black people saying why why do you have to have a black man date uh-huh. a white like that's mm-hmm. literally the but, thing of like yeah. that's and which so is kind it, of the it reason was, that one episode right. we were talking it about. Was, right. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, this is it was a smart move to have Kim yes. date someone white because that was easier to digest toward a wider audience because yeah. there are just so many it's a minefield full of things when you're talking about a black man dating a white woman and there this mm-hmm. the, the weird social economical power right, dynamic yeah. that comes into play that that would have been it's not enough for the show to have really tackled that in the way that they would have probably wanted to is what mm-hmm. I'm getting at because in season six we finally meet freddie's mom yes and that was enough of like a, a brain trip for yes. people but they, they didn't really bring it up though well no they brought it and up that's like the thing. At first because you knew that she was half white half black because she'll say uh-huh. something about it and then her cousin mm-hmm. her white cousin who was kim's dating kim for a yeah. while yeah and like i said they changed marissa tomei's character into freddie because i guess there was that was the easy way to say all right we have this mm-hmm. hippie half white half <laughs> yeah. black woman coming to an all black college because mm-hmm. i used to ask april i was like why did freddie because as much as i have all these episodes i don't think i've ever saw the first episode that introduced freddie as to why she was actually going to this college. Cause I was like, why would you go to this college? <laughs> it did seem a little weird. Yeah. yeah. And as I, I see Freddie as the person who dispels the monolith idea that, all black people are kind of the same a certain way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the show was really good about that. You, yeah. Yes. So like we know Whitley's coming from a place of wealth. We know Kim uh-huh. is not, but there are some things that occur that they kind of relate to being 
black. Mm. Well, with Freddie, you know, her experiences are vastly different. She's coming from out the Southwest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, her was much more open and yeah, just very this overwhelming free spirit, you know, but she's like, but my parents made sure that I know who I was, but not entirely at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, and and also in the zeitgeist, she's Canadian, right? (laughs) Like they didn't mention that in the show, obviously, because she's in the show. She's not Canadian. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just kind of funny that they, they were introducing it in a way and I did I actually kind of like Marissa Tomei's character in a in a regard that I wish they would have kept it somehow yeah but I also yeah. understood that you couldn't have both her and Freddie's characters mm-hmm. I think they would have hated each other they would have hated each other and it would have been just too much competing yeah. happening a lot of the same energy mm-hmm. and I feel like with Freddie and I think this had to do with switching the showrunner to Debbie Allen because Freddie's character is always the one she's like almost a caricature of like the college activist yes right? yes and yes, that's yeah. the thing that marissa tomei's character didn't have freddie was so deeply convicted in what she knew Everything. to be right and was so over the top about it which is comical and annoying but it like <laughs> brings something to the show that the show needed that she's like the jiminy cricket of the whole show right she's like everybody's conscience or like through the thing about like we know what's right and we all have an obligation to do what's right and Marissa Tomei's character didn't have that depth to it. Yeah, she had the, yeah. all that self doubt. Yeah, because yeah. she, yeah, because she was doubt. I think isn't that the reason why she went to Hillman because she didn't think she could get into other schools. No, that. Or she, like that. They said her parents were like military when she moved around a whole bunch. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think they. Yeah, there was. I think, she just didn't wrong. have enough self confidence or something. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't about her application, but she said she was also trying to do something different. But yeah, she came from military background, so for her, it was just applying to school. Like she just didn't think she was going to get into school at all. Like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it, that, that played more into it because really having that approach means that she discredited Hillman in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think that that's Hillman what they were trying to go for. Right. Like, I don't think the safe school thing was a thing. I think it's just, she didn't think she was going to get into any school. Like she's yeah. like, I'm an average student. Like she's like, <laughs> I'm just not like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. which is funny now that we're talking about that, given the state of affairs from the Supreme court. I know. I was thinking <laughs> this is like weird time. To like- <laughs> that was very, I was thinking it's the same like, thing. Oh, oh, well, you know, like who, how good of a student do you need to be to get into school? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it's just the time. Which it was very actually is one that has one of the episodes I'd like to talk about later. Is one of the episodes that well, it comes into play. In I, I can't remember yeah. which yeah. season, but it's when Dwayne's friend from when they grew up came to visit. Yes. And he was this talking to Dwayne. Three, he, yeah. He went to Penn and he yes. was talking mm-hmm. about how he's doing so well now because he went to Penn and that if you go to a predominantly white school, your network connections will be better and you have better jobs. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, Dwayne is having to defend his school choice and why Hamlet is actually a great mm-hmm. school and why you do all these things. He's like, yeah, and you would have better friends than Ron and all these other things. And it's like, that is actually kind of a running thing of like, if you go to an HBCU, somehow it's seen as a lesser education yeah. when that is in fact not true. Well, mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, it's really high status. Like Howard is super expensive now to go yes. to. <laughs> my cousin went to Howard and I'm just like, mm-hmm. um, and my dad had wanted me, he wanted me to apply though. Where did you want me to play? You wanted to go to Howard? No, it, Howard wasn't the one who was pushing for it. Not, anyway. Spellman? I thought about Spellman, but. I got, in, I got into the University of New Orleans. No, he wanted to go somewhere <laughs> in Alabama, yeah. and I just absolutely was like, yeah, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Well, he went to a HBCU too. Yeah, he went, you know. 
But mm-hmm. for other reasons, I ended up not applying, which I do regret not applying to at least see. Sure. But yeah. I didn't apply because this is literally because of my dad. And if he ever hears this recording, he's like, well, I didn't hand it home. That's what a therapist <laughs> is for now. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, so it's just, it's one of those things where you see a different world. And so many people said they ended up applying to HBCUs because uh-huh. of that. Because yeah. they wanted Enrollment some of that went experience. up three times over the Yeah, over the tripled yeah. after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good because they, they need the alumni monies to, you know, yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so. So, but I mean, now and just thinking about, you know, going in there and, and feeling like you're at home or you're welcome at, you know, mm-hmm. like Hillman, you're feeling welcome. You're feeling home at Morehouse, Spellman, Howard. And that's what Dwayne told his friend is that I came here because it's like a family. I felt like yeah. I'm family here. Right. As his friend, you know, obviously nothing's against the University of Penn. It's a great school, but, he, you know, you're just a student there. You're not family, which is kind of mm-hmm. how it is. That's why in so many episodes, so many of the alumni came back there and tried to help kids, mm-hmm. which I kind of liked, which made me think that's how college really was, but messed me up. So when I went to college, I really I'm like, what the fuck is care about when that? When Kim got her med school responses, she got like a bunch of them and they read off all of these really notable schools and Hillman Med School and she chose to stay at Hillman, which yes. I thought was a really nice addition. Like she has her pick and she is choosing the place that's best for her. And think about the alumni. There are so many alumni that come back to the HBCUs mm-hmm. that are now paying tuition for the kids there mm-hmm. currently to try and encourage that. So it's like, yeah. you know, well, and they're actually going to have a benefit of the Supreme Court's decision that a lot of people are now trying to probably push their kids more to HBCUs because they're like, how do you know if you're actually really welcome there if yeah. they weren't welcome, if they had, you know, for mm-hmm. and the thing in general, the public doesn't realize affirmative action did not mean that they lowered standards. It just meant uh-huh. that you had to include someone who was of the same caliber that just came from a different background. Ground. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only and, difference. Like this is really going to be a like litmus a test for what schools are a holes because oh, like right. people are going to be keeping track. Yeah, <laughs> like, people oh, are going to yeah. be keeping yeah. track. <laughs> and so, and that's the thing. Like Hillman expected excellence of its students. Mm-hmm. They, it was of no means any lesser education. It it was a matter of we wanted you to be a fully well-rounded student, such as Ron not being able to graduate because he didn't yeah. take <laughs> European history. He's right, like, but yeah. I'm at a black school. What are you talking well, about? Uh-huh. <laughs> My boy, we'll talk about Ron in a minute, but it wasn't. <laughs> Isn't Hillman College... Wasn't that the, I know that's the college that both Cliff and Claire went to, but wasn't that also the medical school Cliff went to? I don't know, actually. Well, they, they keep calling it college and to be university, you have to have a certain number of yeah. doctorate degrees, right? Is that how it works out? Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. University is, yeah, I looked that up one day because I was mm-hmm. wondering why certain things, because you have to have a certain number of yeah. graduate Yeah, because the school we went to, we went to Marion College, mm-hmm. but it changed to Marion University by the time we both graduated. I, my, they, I think my diploma was the last year that anyone graduated yeah. from American College. Mm-hmm. The year after me would have been Marion yeah. University. Yeah, because certain places, because isn't Harvard still called Harvard College? So there's a bunch of different Harvards technically for oh, okay. like, because yeah. it's a trust fund that also has got a non-for-profit college attached to it. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> Never mind then, that's different. Because I said, well, okay, that misplaced. I, I guess we should say between the four of us, we probably have like 12 different degrees. Right. So <laughs> we're, yeah, we're very, over-educated. So. We're very over- we're yeah. in this room. But I don't think they did because I think Claire went to a different place for her, her law. law degree. I think she didn't she go to like Princeton or something. She, she went, went to Princeton because remember mm-hmm. one of the episodes of uh, Sandra. Got, Sandra, you owe me $73,500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She remembers FYI, my wife 
and I really loved the Cosby Show growing up because, mm-hmm. as we've said, as I said in previous episodes, one of my crushes was Claire Huxable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to I had like a weird thing where I wanted her to be my mom and my wife at the same time. It was weird. That's some problems that's a going Freud there, yeah. yeah I was that's, say, that's, that's definitely you know you and your psychiatrist need yeah. to work that one out. But we'll talk about <laughs> Amber's uh, dream boyfriend later, dream husband later. <laughs> You know, but anyway, but, yeah, but getting back to it, but like, yeah, like, yeah. Ron, sorry, sorry, like yeah. even with Ron having to take this course, they take it very, very seriously. Uh-huh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. we want you to have a complete mm-hmm. rounded education on all fronts. Yeah, we want and you to Whitley be, went back too. So yes, we want you to be educated definitely in your chosen field, but you need to be able to hold your own. No, now to think about it, didn't all the main characters go to Hillman for a secondary degree? Wayne went there to get his master's in engineering or mm-hmm. mathematics. I forget which one it was mathematics, right? He went into engineering he, eventually. Yeah. But it was mathematics. He yeah, was going for his doctorate. Yeah. And then uh-huh. Willie got her master's in art. Kim went, in business. To, yeah, in business. went to for med school. Freddie became a lawyer. Uh-huh. She yep. was in law school. She was, she was in law school. school. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, so Ron, Ron, who should never. Okay, we're going to we'll go rock into Ron. I love Ron. I love his character. <laughs> he, He's great. But he did, did this, not like, deserve to be. He no. did not deserve. He should not have been in college. Watching 2023, he just seems so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. like, we definitely have friends like that that yeah. are like great to hang out with, but you do not bring them around women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I, and that's what I just talking pat i was watching some episodes i said if i were just starting this in today's mm-hmm. world oh, watching yeah, yeah. this mm-hmm. it would be as the kids say so cringe but like <laughs> but part yeah. of it is, is i said it's not this is gonna sound weird it's not as bad as it could be like if you look at breakfast club like or if you oh, look yeah. at 16 candles where you're just sure. like wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. but there are levels of it to where such as Ron and Dwayne, they're arguing over who could get dates. He's like, you couldn't bring home a date if you try. He's like, I've seen some of your women. He's like, I've seen some of yours and they ugly. What if I brought home an ugly date? I'll let you decide who's who in this argument. Mm-hmm. But basically it was kind of down to how they look. Later on, they end up bringing home dates and they're trying to talk or not talk. Right. And it's just like, you know, it could be as creepy as I say. Now, there are two factors to this. They're not trying to be disrespectful to the women that are with them. Mm-hmm. They're basically arguing with each other like you need to go and I have the date tonight at the apartment but at the same time it was this conquest mentality of I need to have a date and my date needs to be hot and they should look a certain way underlining assumptions of the late 80s right and the the fact that it didn't matter if they even liked the woman uh like they weren't humans that they were bringing home she was an object to conquest yeah that was it especially season one has that revenge of the nerds vibe yeah yeah Yeah. some of that is really uncomfortable to watch today yes well, i was talking with ann was like how did they keep ron around like yeah. what made this actor keep coming back and we found out that what was it vanessa He's on the married college? to tempest yes Lasso. yeah <laughs> yeah and they were dating at the time yes yeah. and <laughs> i didn't learn this till much later is that kadeen hardison and Cree summer actually dated oh yeah for a long uh-huh. period of yeah. time i had not a clue we watched <laughs> some uh, like isaac mentioned some like extra features kind of things recent reunion stuff mm-hmm. yes. and Cree summer said that she she saw Kitty Hardison and was like, I have to be on this show. <laughs> I, mean. I have to be near that man. <laughs> So 
Pat's probably making a face because that was like my first and still ongoing <laughs> so, TV crush. So, so Amber, yeah. why don't you explain the man that you would so, kill people to, for? To the point, I had such a crush on Dwayne, uh-huh. the character Dwayne and Kadeem sure, Harsom, yeah. that I was like, whoever I marry must be smart and like intelligent and be able to speak. Glasses, absolutely. And I, I love. <laughs> you got the flip downs. I love. You got the flip downs. Yeah. I, 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 I love dark skinned men Fingers. for that reason. Uh-huh. Like Dwayne Wayne, yeah. like completely influenced, like he my formed your yes. Yeah. Like I'm like what? tall skin. Well, Pat, you're not short, but I'm like like lanky. You know, dark skin mm-hmm. glasses. College, like it was like yeah. that's what I want. Uh-huh. And I still have a crush on him to say like, and found out he's like a, a big nerd too. Like truly, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he's a big nerd. Like uh-huh. he was building models, and I'm like Pat, he builds models. No, like, he's been to Comic-Con a bunch of times. Yes, and like, so, he's a voice actor and a bunch yes. of stuff. And, and so I'm like the biggest still crushing on him kind of thing. He's still yeah. so handsome. He yeah, is. Yeah. A very and he talks, guy. I'm just like, see, this is like the only so, dude with like that East Coast accent that I would be okay with. <laughs> and like, but, but it, you're getting at something. But huh. like... Yeah, I mean, I think I commented on something he did on Instagram or whatever, and he, like, liked and, like, he, reposted he my comment. He responded <laughs> like, to her. You could not have told me, like, anything that, for, like, a full three days. I was like, he responded to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only time I started that happy was at the birth of our son. Other than that, I didn't see her happy when we got married. I didn't see her happy when I said, will you marry me? I didn't see her happy when she met the guy from Vegas Strip on our honeymoon. Oh, the officer yeah. dude from the show? Yeah. No, I didn't see that happy. Just, that was like, my, that, I'm like... That was the greatest moment of her life. Like, it was my childhood dream, childhood, adult, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that was my, like, major TV crush. This, this like, is the man that made her a woman. Like, the only other one... See, and to the, to the point, to the point... Now, I also my other TV crush would be Malcolm Jamal Warner. Okay, so this is the starting point. Which d- d- now, now which you, only you cannot argue with me about watching the show The Resident and not come out with like, oh wow. <laughs> like, I mean, he's not my type, but no, know, not so. you. But it's like it's like that Gordon Gertrell shirt really did do it. <laughs> but no, but Dwayne and I like that character in the, in the uh-huh, regard yeah. that he was. And he grew so much yeah, in the series he, too. He did. He really matured throughout this series to the point that he took on an aspect of social responsibility that he's like, I do realize that while I'm an individual and I have my likes and my little things, but I do realize the impact I could have just by being who I am and providing that example for others and setting that precedent. Growing up, I liked Dwayne because he was pretty much me, as you could tell why my wife married me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I was pretty much like Dwayne, but also figured out, it took me a while to realize, so what was Dwayne's nickname? His mom used to give him chipmunk. What mm-hmm. was it? What was the nickname you called me <laughs> for a while? I haven't done it for a while though. So does it count? Was, oh. What was it? Pookie? Was it? <laughs> no, it was chipmunk cheeks. So at first, I was like, "Oh, that's because of the way I ate." Because she says I got it when we went on one of our first dates. I ate some food, and I tend to put a lot of it in my mouth, cheeks, <laughs> sure, yeah. like chipmunk. So that's why she called me that. Mm-hmm. But then, as I started thinking about it, and she started telling me about her love affair slash obsession of Dwayne Wade, I'm like, she just added. His nickname onto me, 
<laughs> and I feel like you know, one day she's gonna say, "So Dwayne, I mean, uh, Pat." Wow. <laughs> no, but it was we went out for um, it was homecoming, yes. and I was on the table though. Once I said chipmunk cheeks, everybody agreed with me at the table because you did. Yes, because she you did. took these massive bites of a burger, and his cheeks just went. So, and <laughs> not, by the way, when she said this, she pointed at me I and did. said chipmunk cheeks and laughed and everyone laughed at me so great on my first date with my future wife it worked out right yeah <laughs> she publicly shames me mm-hmm. okay but anyway so that's what i like about Dwayne. No, no, sure. okay. and, and he made it a point he's like because it was the episode the dean kane episode uh, to call it. we'll talk about that later Oh, but I'm just saying like he, he made it a point of like, you know, that education is important for the individual, but also overall, because it will help open up doors. Oh, that's such mm-hmm. a lovely mentality back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think, I mean, he and Whitley were really the only two that got real character development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which by default makes me like them more because Ron got a little bit. Did he? A he got a bit. different Jaleesa's job. Got, but, uh, yeah. Jaleesa, well, she disappeared. Yeah, Jaleesa's Season six, arc, she's not even there. Yeah. Jaleesa's arc was like, she was so corporate and she was going to be yeah. this power player. And then she marries Colonel Telly. And she becomes just a housewife. And just kind yeah. of flops. Looking back at it, I'm like, I'm kind of sad about that. I'm not saying like she couldn't have a kid. She certainly could, but it didn't have to be at the expense of yeah. her drive. Yes. I thought it was really interesting that she went from the corporate drive to she was a small business owner for that one yeah. season. Yeah. Which is a very different kind of drive. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then she was just. And they kind of like when she was pregnant, they kind of made her just kind of dumb too a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because the first episode, she was like, yeah, I came back to school. I'm the leader of these women who are in here. And like, I like that because her and Walter Sinbad, mm-hmm. as I well, pointed yeah, out. When she was with Sinbad, she was like giving him shit. Yeah. There was like interplay of like the relationship with the colonel. I don't get. Not so much. There I, was too much of an age gap for me. I don't oh. get how they ended up together. Like, it, it just doesn't feel right yeah it just it never quite landed yeah. well and it, it seemed you know thinking back on it it was a way to keep the characters in the show mm-hmm. yeah because it didn't make sense for her to be anybody's roommate anymore yeah and she made she was too old to still be the resident director mm-hmm. or working on i mean because she wasn't a woman at least she could her, have been a townie or something yeah because her her character wasn't the type that would have just stayed there yeah. yeah which like i said was fine but it was like okay yeah, i also think and I'm not a person who works in TV. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I think it can be okay to stop following all the characters and to invest that time in somebody else. Yeah. You can still have her friends be like, hey, I heard from Jaleesa, this and that. She's doing great. And give updates like right. that. Every now and then yeah. have her show up on an episode or so. Yeah, right. I yeah, gave because, you a birthday party, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because college is a very, if you think about it, it's a transitionary time. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. It's four years, so I'm not saying to discount it, especially considering I, I took five, so just to be fair. But it it is something that at some point people grow and move on. Yeah. And that has, including that Unless in the show would be okay. Well, <laughs> that would be okay. But no, it shows though uh-huh. that, you know, this time is here and it's precious. So appreciate it while you have it, because mm-hmm. at some point you will have to leave yeah. said yeah. nest of this, you know, even, enclave. Even Freddie changed. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. She became less hippie-ish towards the end to be mm-hmm. more... Um, I thought that her and Shaza, the yes. tension around what she's doing with her hair was really interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. That he like started to give her so much shit and Ron came to her defense about how she was handling her hair. And I was like, this is something that I've not seen talked about on any 
shows with white people are not talking about black women's hair ever. Um, but to have the black guy come in and be mad that it's not natural is also not a thing that I expect. Well, and, and it, it's something that it was and I, <laughs> this, watching this, the show. Yeah. This is a big uh, thing for Amber because yeah. Amber, what's your hair in right now? So I have locked hair, but basically it's mm-hmm. natural in its texture. And growing up, my hair was relaxed from like the age of like seven on until 2009. So talking okay, about yeah, I graduated college December 2009. So that gives you how long my hair was mm-hmm. always relaxed. So every six, eight weeks I'm in the yeah. salon. If you look back at the episodes in a different points, Freddie's hair is commented on a lot uh-huh. and not in the best way. It's always, you know, get a brush, comb that, mm-hmm. you know, all those things in her hair. And then you have Shaza who celebrated her hair as it is, as it came out of her head to the point that then when she changed it, hair is seen as part of an identifying factor mm-hmm. for black people. Especially women. Yeah. And it goes back to, it really was literally an identifying factor of who you were with and your status within that group. And it's one of those things because hair care often is kind of a group thing. And I can say this because my mom would sit and I, she watched my hair and all those things. It's a time of bonding and this time spent culturally helping take care of it. And it's a mm-hmm. way of making sure that, you know, it's just you're cared for. It's like the barbershop thing for men. Yeah. So with mm-hmm. Freddie changing her hair, it also is an expression of the self. So Freddie felt like she didn't have a choice. It basically what was kind of I would see it as like if Freddie had a choice to be who she is, she has to either be A or B. Mm-hmm. She she can be both. She really can. Mm-hmm. But Shazad was like, he can only see it as you have to be A. Like if you change your hair, mm-hmm. you're changing who you mm-hmm. are and who you're identifying. Meanwhile, Freddie's like, I'm still me, but I'm making the presentation of me to make it palatable that yeah. then what I can say will be heard. She's like, mm-hmm. if I change my hair back to where it mm-hmm. naturally goes out, whatever I say doesn't get heard. Yeah, and she she had a bun in like season four yeah. and five yeah. and stuff. So yeah. like, well, yeah. and I thought it was interesting with that blood triangle with Shazad and Ron and her that when she was going to spend the week in with Shazad she would wash her hair again and girls would come back yeah. and then when she was going to be in law school and hanging out with mm-hmm. Ron she was blowing it out again yeah. and it was straight mm-hmm. again it was such a visual representation of what you're talking because, about that like, like that snap back and forth because another good show 90 show we watched growing up living single there's an episode of that movie of that movie of series where Kyle one of the main characters had dreads he had many dreads and he was trying to figure out why he was getting promoted. And one of the black men who was in his job with him says because he needed to lose his dreads because basically his dreads didn't make him palatable to white people. And that's kind of the whole thing that black people had as a society is that a lot of reason why women straighten their hair was because if we straighten our hair, we would look more presentable to white people, which then feel better around us. That's kind of how it is. So that the same reason when you go to like court, all of a sudden you see people who you never see wear suits or wearing suits. It's mm-hmm. the whole thing to make us look better looking to society, i.e. white people. And so that's kind of what mm-hmm. Shazal was saying as Amber Elke put it already. You're changing your hair to change who you are to better fit in and that's something that Freddie didn't do mm-hmm. all season it wasn't until because she said well I need to be taken serious so in order to take serious I can't be myself I need to change who I am hence the court the phone voice as many yeah, black people yeah, have yeah, I remember you used to make jokes to like yeah. when people talk to the cops like their vocabulary went up yep. like 16 grades yep. <laughs> yeah it, it, so it's just kind of interesting and it's one of the things like Pat has seen me I'm like I have a job interview what am I going to do with my hair like it's not a yes. trivial thing yeah. 
now at this point, I'm like, I don't care if you don't like me because of my hair. We're not going to get along anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things and where I'm like, as long as, you know, someone's hygienically taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. it oh, for sure, really yeah. shouldn't and, matter. And like this is I mean, it's funny we talk about this, this is some very active today like something that this show came out in 87 ran through 87 to 92 uh-huh. four ish something like yeah. that there's still stuff that they talked about which i'm gonna talk about later is still going on like there's yeah, it kids, still feels there's right kids now. who are getting suspended from school or not being allowed to graduate because they have braids mm-hmm. or locks yeah and it, it's and so it goes to that to where there's not a clear understanding such as this when that first happened when Alabama banned ethnic hair, basically, <laughs> um, but allowed discrimination for it. They're like, well, it's not clean. I'm like, anyone who has locks, for the most part, will tell you they wash their hair just as often as anything else. And it's just yeah. this misunderstanding of how literally the hair grows out of my head. And mm-hmm. so Freddie was kind of a representation of that misunderstanding. In order for me just to be heard, I have to change literally every aspect of me. Mm-hmm. She's like, the message is still the same, but I have to change this aspect in order to even make headway within the systems that are unfair. I think it's interesting too that in that last season where Freddie starts blowing her hair out and wearing it in a bun and everything is the first time, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think it's the first time I saw Kim with her natural hair texture yeah. with that those lovely, lovely curls because I felt like there were some seasons where I was like, is she trying to be a 35-year-old mom? <laughs> some of it's yeah. just styles because it's like 80s. Yeah, yeah, and right. I know that, but I was like, Mainly her short hair. So yeah. Cute, oh my god, that short hair from yeah. season two to three that was brutal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then in the last season when she's like really hitting her stride in med school, she lets her hair go. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that as like she's letting herself go, but she like lets it exist. Yeah, um, isn't we sure dating that Jamaican guy? Yeah, so. okay, yes, yeah. and which he's in earlier episodes of the show. Is he? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. He's he, he is. Uh, I want to say is it Shirley Ralph? No, she's he's somebody's saint, famous brother, oh, and okay. I didn't know this until all of like <laughs> two months ago, and I was like. <laughs> But he's in earlier episodes, not as this character, but he is in earlier okay. episodes of A Different World. And I, I never caught on to this. Like, that's how good he was because yeah. no one knew this until you a go looking for to it. everyone. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the actor that played, oh, gosh, what was Whitley's boyfriend's name? The one that told her she was bougie in uh, Princess. Oh, so, uh, yeah. the Harvard, or not Harvard, but the Ivy League. Yeah, kid. him. Yeah. He was actually, again, in earlier episodes of A Different World under a different <laughs> huh. character yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, there was a lot of that happening where they kind of recycle actors. Actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was but that was in particular thinking about mm-hmm. her well end up being fiance. Yeah. For Kim when she started dating him that oh, I Julian. Just, thank you. That's yes, it, yeah. yeah. But when she started dating him, Kim became more comfortable even so in yeah. herself. Cause he's like, No, you are good enough. Mm-hmm. Like she just needed mm-hmm. that one more voice to tell her that she is good enough as she is. Mm-hmm. Everyone at Hillman was telling her this, but at that point, because it's so much like family, like people you're yeah. like, Well, you have to say they that. You're also, my sister. I feel like Kim was always the person person that people needed her voice of reason she was the even keeled person she was the person who like had a good head on her shoulders she could solve the problem she'd take care of the things and this was one person who didn't need her for that and he was a person who just he didn't need anything from her he just wanted to be in her presence and truly truly enjoyed her and that's something yeah like she had the job she had like way too many credit hours like that was me basically yeah and finally there was somebody where he's like i can just be a person that you can relax with yes and like that made me really happy for her that was yeah that was really good and it, when you think about all the things that kim is the hurricane episode where they kept asking kim all the questions <laughs> yeah. like i don't know 
like, oh, you're going to be a doctor? Take all of my medical questions. Prince, she has not done med school yet. There's, she does not know. You were even asking, like, questions about pets and stuff. <laughs> like... And Kim's like, why are you asking me? He's like, well, you're the one going to med school. Like somehow that's like right, the yeah. catch all for every aspect of life. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Kim's just like, you're the no. one person that has it together. She's and, like, and, no, I'm just the person who is juggling the most. So yeah. I have to do. You're right. She's like, I have to be organized if I'm going to yeah. get this far. And uh-huh. she, she's also like the most, even out of Whitley, she's the most prideful out of everybody. Oh yeah, like, for sure. The episodes that had like the biggest, I want to say messages in them usually evolved around Kim and her pride for something that like we saw the episode last night about her dealing with this guy who they thought was a ex con, but he was actually a journalism. Oh, journalism yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And yeah. she had the biggest issue with it because her dad's a cop. Mm-hmm. Was, uh-huh. was he still a cop or did he was, well, he was shot, he, he, so. this was after her yeah, dad after was he got shot. shot, right? Yeah. yeah. So he, well, he was still a cop, but he was permanently, he oh, got shit. shot by a criminal and was permanently. No, he was shot by a parolee. A parolee. Specifically, and that's okay. what this was. That's yeah. why. And so the guy was pro lease, so she didn't like him and was like, oh, he got to leave, blah, blah, blah. But she was angry because she saw that guy as the person who shot her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, even the guy at the end was just like, at least you're consistent. Yes. He yeah. says, yeah. He goes, at least you have your conviction. So everyone else was acting like he did all the bad stuff. Yeah. But then at the same time. Can we talk you know, about that episode a yes. little bit? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> the way Freddie is like, I'm going to write to so many inmates. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? Why? Okay. <laughs> Like, write to whoever you want. I don't really yeah. care. But maybe you don't tell them where you go to school so they yes. can show up at your doorstep. Yep. Even in the late 80s, I feel like that has to be some common sense. Well, she didn't well, just tell well, them where she lived. That. She said, come visit. Well, yeah. it's, it's the thing of uh-huh. like, and that was the thing with Freddie where I hope, you know, you see she grows from it. But this, I'm going to be a do-gooder, but it's really kind of this false Mm-hmm. you know hollow yeah service because it's like a, i'll help but not in my backyard kind right, of thing right yeah. i'll help but you know under these certain conditions of yeah. like you yeah. know she was all big about helping him until he showed up was face to face with her she goes oh yeah oh. and and that is like if you think about it it's that false allyship mm-hmm. that people are talking about today about yeah you say you're going to be supportive of this group or whatever and then there's nothing really behind it there's it, actual no subs substance to it it's mm-hmm. and that's yeah. You know, with Freddie, where that was one thing in that episode in particular that I found kind of irritating because it's like you preach all this love everyone, mm-hmm. let's sport, mm-hmm. let's do this. When you're presented with that actual opportunity to do so, you're being you, mad. You instantly turn into everyone else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. she might as well have just walked up someone in the middle of an aisle and wished them happy Dr. Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> 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 Uh, Uh, I would have voted for him three times. (laughs) It's interesting you bring that up because there was an episode where there were these scholarships from some sort of software company. Yeah. And from South Africa. Yeah. And they were exploiting people during apartheid. Yeah. And Kim gives her scholarship back. And like we were thinking about that, like we brought it up a couple times when we were were watching this that. It was might like, make me a bad person, but I would take that scholarship from me in a hot yeah. second. Yes, those assholes are just going to turn around and give it to somebody else. At least you can take money from them, right? Like that's the thing. Like you know, Fred's <laughs> yeah. like she should give back. I'm like, why? Well, I'm like, Kim can like, go ahead and take it, that it, money. It's and, well, and, and was do like, things. like, hey, you don't need money to go here. She needs a scholarship. Exactly. What's your deal? <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Like, it's I easy would, to say that when you don't have. Mo- it's not your money. Yeah. yeah. I felt like. Whitley very rarely got to be a real voice of reason, but that scholarship episode was one of the places she got to be. 
And that that's my thing too. And it's just like like Julian's like, well, she can get the money back. And she's like, you come from a place of money. <laughs> yeah, like she called yeah. Julian out on that one. She was like, yeah. no. Uh-huh. She's like, she does not have the money to pay for these things. Like, then, well, and then you see the very real consequences where she's working multiple like jobs, jobs yes, yeah. and struggling to keep up with all of her homework and still trying to make it into med school and all of these things. And it's like, yeah, money makes an actual real difference to people who don't have it. And yeah. even in that episode, there's a student from South Africa who tells Kim to take it because you're showing people in South Africa yes even with this crappy stuff they're doing here there's black people over here doing it she's still Mm -hmm. giving it away I'm like dude no don't listen to Miss Sunshine's Rainbows yeah right I was like dude you need to stay in college because also Freddie didn't have to do anything right that was the thing I'm like Mm -hmm. Freddie's not also you know well it's not she's not working a job and giving the money to Kim for it right we're not hearing about Freddie's struggles to cover for anything financially Mm -hmm. Freddie's struggles come from a social point yeah and often from groups that freddie's not a part of right yeah but like the battles that she's choosing to fight often are things that are tangential to her life but not directly impacting her which is not a bad thing necessarily but also she doesn't have real skin in the game right so she's like making decisions on others behalves yeah. without maybe yeah. considering what all they're going through Going back to episode about the ex-con, she goes, see, all oh, you guys got to, she started scolding everyone for not backing him and blah, blah, blah. And like, you need to give him a chance and brothers and sisters, we give him a chance. And, and the guy turned around and said, Freddie, you the same way because you didn't mm-hmm. want to give me a chance. You were trying to get everybody yeah. to give me away. The only one who really tried to give him a chance was Dwayne. And we finally went through his bag though. Yeah. yeah, he did. At the mm-hmm. end, he did go through his bag though. Yeah. But that, but then Ron was one too. Because Ron, before we were talking well, about, Ron you was one egging it on, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> Ron was trying to. And I know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, well, Whitley changed. I'm like, now, to be fair, Whitney's or Whitney's Whitley's experience was completely different. It's something that if you're getting romantically involved with someone and they're not literally who you thought they were. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh-huh. That was not a small thing. It was it, uh-huh. it, for her. I don't think her backing off had anything to do with what he was talking about because she was prepared. He's like, well, she dressed up in this all black leather outfit. Okay, yeah. Who's not that for one, one <laughs> brief second to be like, "Ooh, I got a bad boy now" or whatever. Uh, she had like, a moment. Just get tattoos. But she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, right? she yeah. was like, you know, she was in her mind. Those are stereotypes. Which, if she were dating an ex-con, mm-hmm. they could help dispel some of those assumptions yeah. that she had. But no, she was just flat out lied to about who this person was, yeah. who was mm-hmm. making moves. What are you talking romantic, about? Romantic she moves on her. he deserved to have that date with her after he lied to her about every single <laughs> thing about herself. <laughs> like he's like, I we don't could understand. Go out. You're watching too much catfish. I don't understand. I don't understand what's wrong with Whitley. She I just love, had I this. Love that. He's like, we can go to this expensive restaurant because I actually have money. And he's blah, blah, blah. good. No, yeah. And this stuff. And he's like, we can do this and we can do that. And she's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And she like closes the door mm-hmm. in his face. Like, dude, you completely lied about every right. aspect of what she thought, you know, plus, you were like, as a person. I know that season, like Jasmine, the actual actress was like 27, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But like she, in the show, she's like 19, maybe. Or 23. <laughs> like, she's in her early 20s. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. It, it, it like, just she, like, she was yeah. just like, yeah, I'm not messing with this. It was no. just, it was just like, dude, like the idea, when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, because we saw, actually saw that episode last night. Uh-huh. I forgot a lot of the details of the episodes. I know the, the episodes are about for the most part, but uh-huh. some, that one I remember, I was like, wait a minute. Now that's how I was like, wait a minute. He actually thought that she was going to go out with him <laughs> after the, the, sad, the, the sad part is there are people who are really truly like that, though. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. It's like, but I said, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's and free dinner. Should, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I might have done it. To though. erase everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I might have done it. I would have gone like, depending on what he would have took me. Reactor is recorded in a comfy private studio here in the Midwestern United States. All voices, music, and mixing are put together by us. All rights reserved. If you have any comments, questions, or you want to tell us about what you remember from college, contact us on Instagram, SoundCloud, or our website, bsreactor.com. Join us next week for the second part of our conversation. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you.